Hello again, my name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving buyers and sellers since 1996. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Today's will be a little bit longer than normal. I want to discuss my rant against municipal inspections. A real estate transaction is a negotiation between a buyer and a seller. While either may be more knowledgeable or have better representation than the other, it's a one-to-one exchange, and most are what we call arm's length, meaning that neither party is under duress. A seller puts their property on the market and prices it however they see fit. A buyer who views a house can make an offer based on how much they like it and want to own it. If the sale is financed, an appraiser will compare the selling price and terms to the general market based on location, features, and condition. I have blogged previously and often about the various steps that may likely occur between executing a purchase agreement and getting the settlement, but want to focus here on the residential municipal inspection that's typically required regardless of the details of the agreement. Some municipalities call it a use and occupancy inspection, some call it a resale certification inspection. Who pays for the repairs, if any, is subject to negotiation, which is fine, but that's not my point today. At its basic level, the resale inspection, or use and occupancy, essentially is a tax, allowing the municipality to collect the fee for inspecting the property. What is the point of their poking their nose into an otherwise private transaction? They will tell you that it's to make sure that there are no safety issues, which would be understandable if they only inspected public areas like sidewalks, curbs, and anything that could impact someone not benefiting from the sale. I think that reasonable, although the obvious flaw in that logic is that this is an intrusive process and it only encompasses properties being sold, whether they settle or not, ignoring the majority of properties that do not change ownership in any given year. What happens if they have broken sidewalks or curbs? My concern is that many municipalities go beyond what seems appropriate, choosing to enter the structure and dictate what has to be done in order for the transfer of ownership to even be allowed. Regardless of whether the purchase agreement has any inspection contingencies or not, regardless of how much the seller is acquiring to complete the sale, and regardless of the competence of the principals and any trained professional agents involved, many municipalities think it their business to inject themselves into a private transaction, some to the point of being as onerous as an actual full property inspection. Personally, I consider this meddling and an example of overreach. It also fails to achieve a realistic goal, as again, many houses do not change hands in a given year. Many are owned by the same people for many years. They are not penalized regardless of their condition. Look at how many people perish annually because properties lack working smoke detectors. I'm not saying it's the fault of the municipality, but wonder why they don't visit every property if safety is their primary concern. I do believe that rental inspections make sense as unfortunately there are many landlords who do not properly maintain their properties and many rentals occur without the benefit of a licensed real estate professional. I do find it interesting that many sale inspections are more intrusive than rental inspections which makes no sense to me at all. Let me explain why I felt inclined to post this rant. I recently called to schedule municipal inspection was told that a third-party company performed them and was given another number to call. It took multiple attempts to get an appointment. At least that inspector was only 10 minutes late, 
while many are much later in arriving. I prepared by downloading what I was told were the municipal requirements and I felt that this particular property would pass or require very little work to be done. I met the inspector and was quickly informed that my list was old and that the municipality now follows current building code. The house is rather old, so while I expected that some changes were going to be required, I do not think it fair to penalize an owner of an older building. Let me describe several of the items being required. They include replacing concrete blocks on the walkway up to the front door, not the public sidewalk, replacing or repairing a small private concrete patio on the back of the house, repairing a broken fence that sits completely within the property boundary, labeling the circuit breaker panel, having the heater certified to be operational even though they require smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, and repairing several window screens and installing them if missing. Really? Is any of this their business? I can tell you that these conditions were reflected in the asking price as well as the buyer's offer. Of course, had we been provided a more recent rendering of their requirements, we might have proceeded differently. My clients decided to address the repairs themselves rather than risk losing the sale. Houses should be priced and are typically paid for based on their condition. The Pennsylvania Agreement of Sale has a section devoted to the municipal inspection. While the seller does have the opportunity to require that the buyer be responsible for ordering the certification and or paying for repairs, many houses are marketed with the stipulation without an actual list of what the buyer is expected to do. However, the simple fact is that many buyers cannot tackle the cost of these repairs as they have enough trouble paying for and saving for closing costs. Many need seller assistance. Having sellers financially assist buyers and then forcing them to make what I think are intrusive repairs really stretches the opinion that owning real estate is a wise investment. While it certainly is, the act of selling it causes many to question that assertion. Based on my over 22 years of experience in Delaware County, it does seem that lower income areas are more heavily burdened by this process, which makes some sense as the owners may not have been financially able to maintain their properties. These areas also tend to attract buyers with riskier prospects for closing a sale, so an owner who has completed municipal repairs only to learn that the buyer could not get financing now has two problems. They owe contractors money and have no sale. The ideal situation as far as I see it would be to hold all property owners to some standard in order to protect the public. If this could work, there would be no municipal surprise when a property is sold. Of course, the idea of having inspectors go into every property on an annual basis is even worse, but it would seem to be fairer based on what I've said before about the fact that most houses in any zip code or municipality simply do not change hands on a regular basis. At any rate, that's the end of my rant. Thank you again for listening as always. Please feel free to comment, like, and share this as well as any of the other content that I posted. And as always, I'd like to close with telling you to please... Hire wisely, we are not all the same. Thank you again.